Okay, we're now part two. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a podcast here in a yeah. radio program all at once. Yeah, yeah I, I really did. Uh, I think I'll start out with a poem. <laughs> yeah, let's okay. start out with a poem. Um, this is the uh, first half of this thing. We talked about meditation, and we had uh, Jim is a poet, and the Lord's given, given him some wonderful kingdom, spirit-filled poems that we're going to be sharing with you today and um but uh, the the emphasis we're talking about today is biblical or christian it's meditation and it's not a bad thing it's a it's a must with your walk with the lord yeah it is it is because truly you know a lot of times when we pray of course a lot of it depends on where you're at in your relationship with the lord and and the relationship is progressive it does change I know initially when I got saved, and frankly, the Lord appeared to me in a hotel room. Uh, and for years, I looked at the Lord as my provider, my healer. I was always praying about, you know, help me with the details of the company that I owned and, and help me meet payroll. And, and, and that was pretty much a lot of my prayer life. Um, but then as you continue to walk with God and you see you can trust him, uh, then you start, your whole priorities start changing. You just want to know more about him because now you're, you're starting to come into a position of, of trust in the Lord. Um, and so uh, I started meditating then over the years. And, of course, this is where the, this poetry started coming from. But here's a poem that I'd like to share with you. It says, Meditate silently until you receive my mind. Then praise me and praise me, and you will find the keys to all the treasure in my spirit above. And you will understand I am truly the God of peace and truly the God of love. Then you can prophesy my mind and know my will, but only as you get quiet and still. This is an interesting verse, what the Lord says next. And it goes, it says, For there are many adversaries between your will and mine. That's an interesting thought. There are many adversaries between your will and his will. But if you diligently seek me, he says, you will always find the answers that you seek and the right solutions in due time. But we've got to understand that our mind has got to be renewed. It's got to be renewed. Paul talked a lot about that in Romans where he says, you know, present yourself a living sacrifice. Basically, present your thinking, your mind, as a living sacrifice unto God that, that you may prove uh, what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Um, but, yeah, we have to just focus. That's, that's really what meditation is all about. It's, it's what is top priority. And this is what we need to do 24-7. We need to practice the presence of God, and we need to meditate on him. Someone may be out there saying, okay, where do I start? You know, and we, we you know, it's easy for us to say, oh, well, <clears throat> just block out a piece of time each day and, and start meditating. Well, that's easy. Some people, I know I did, I needed more information than just that. So we're going to get practical here for a second, and maybe this will help you a little bit, did me. Um, for me, I can only speak for myself. For me, I, I like to sit up straight in a, in a seat. 
I mean, some people, you can be laying down, some people standing up, some people on the floor, some people, it, it doesn't matter, but I'm just sharing for me. I like to be sitting upright in a seat. Um, and, and I like to block out the time and not worry about, well, and you, you can set a time limit. You can, I mean, with watches and cell phones and whatever, you can have an alarm go off, say, okay, I'm going to meditate 15 minutes today. And you can have an alarm go off. I mean, it, that's fine. Um, but one important thing for me, Jim, I don't know if it is for you, is to just, when I first start meditating, just be aware of my breathing, you know, taking deep breaths, because even in the natural realm, they say if you're anxious, start taking deep breaths, and the anxiety will go away. So there, there's practical things to a, a biblical meditation or, what again, whatever you want to call it. But to be aware of your breath, you know, take good deep breaths, uh, do, do it three times, then hold the breath, and then blow it out, and um, it, it just kind of slows your body down a little bit when you do that. Um, and, and don't try to fight the thoughts that come into your mind, because especially in the beginning, you know, if you haven't practiced very long, there's going to be thoughts come in and out of your mind. And, and don't, don't allow that to get you frustrated, because you're not really connecting with God when those thoughts are coming in and out of your mind. Um, let me give you an example. You've heard, this, you've heard the, the scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right, Jim? Everybody listening here has probably heard that scripture. Well, what, what, if we're not careful, we just read that with our mind only. And we go, yeah, you know, it's in the Bible. God said it. I believe it. But then when we really start to think about that, we go, well, let's see. I can do some things through Christ who strengthens me. We just don't have the faith or the confidence to believe that scripture is true. Because we did a whole podcast last week on all things. And we took notice of a lot of scriptures that said all things. Well, if it says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, guess what? You can meditate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just don't get frustrated because I'll go back to a sports analogy. There's kids that, um, let's say they do baseball and the first year they're just not very good and they strike out all the time and whatever. And then they get this thing where they go, well, I'm not good at this. I might as well quit. Don't do that with meditation because you, if you, if you let your natural mind control, you're going to say, well, I'm just not good at this. I, I don't think I'm going to meditate anymore. Don't allow that to creep in because what happens then is you miss out on a golden opportunity to connect with the Lord. Um, but then when it gets down deep inside of you, into that holy place, into that garden that's within each and every one of you out there, then you start to say, okay, well, okay, while I'm doing this meditation, I'm, God's bringing to remembrance this situation I thought was 
insurmountable. That, that, that there is no way I could get through it. And guess what? God got me through it. And you, you're, then you start saying, well, yeah, yeah, all things are possible. And I can do all things, but it's only through him. You can't do it of your own efforts. It has to be through him. Jim, do you have a, another poem? Yeah, I think I do. You were talking about, oh, first off, when I started out meditating, Rich, I, <laughs> I told the Lord, I said, there's no way I can sit for a half an hour. I, I'm, I'm type A personality. And I said, I'll, I'll give you five minutes. <laughs> 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 so I went upstairs in one of the bedrooms and sat in this big old easy chair. That's another thing, too. Um, you know, you don't have to get down on bended knees for an hour and, and uh, sacrifice uh, my knees couldn't take that. <laughs> yeah, amen. Mine, mine couldn't either. But, I mean, a lot of times we feel like we have to do something other than just get quiet before God and just rest in his presence. There's no recipe. I just told you what worked for me. But yeah. there is no recipe to this no, thing. But no, there it, it just works for me. Maybe it'll work for you, you know. Right. But a lot of the church today is into so many works. Um, you know, you, you you hear people talk about how... Well, I don't even want to go there, but, yeah. um, you know, you just he just wants you to relax, rest, uh, because that's the reason why he died on the cross, so you yep. could come into the rest. But, yeah, we got a poem here. It says, when you come to problems as, as big as crossing the Red Sea, <laughs> just lift up your heart and meditate on me. For all of life's problems are made known unto me. So draw near to my presence, and I will give you the key. For my name is Wisdom, and in me you will find all the keys to life's challenges and an entrance into my mind. For I am not far, I am not near, for I am your life, and I am always here. So continue to seek my life from above, and I will truly fill you with my wisdom and love. That's beautiful. You know, David practiced meditation every day, especially when he was out there with the sheep. I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> but anyway, David wrote this, and it's very appropriate for today. It says, But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night? Now, let me put a New Testament spin on this. You know, David knew the law, which was Moses' law, the Mosaic law. But this is, this is appropriate for today because remember when Jesus said, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself? He said all the law is contained in those two things. There's two commandments, yeah. And he called them a, a commandment, mm-hmm. two commandments that mm-hmm. we have to honor. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? If we honor those two commandments, all that other... All that other law stuff, junk. <laughs> you, you know, in some cases it is, um, is, is going to always be honored. But, but if, if, I love what it says, meditates on his law day and night. So meditate on love. Meditate on loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. Meditate on loving yourself. Maybe you don't love yourself that much. 
Maybe there's been things and you've been knocked down and you've done some things and whatever, and maybe you're sitting in a prison somewhere. Guess what? Love yourself because God loves you. That's, that's the reason. And love your neighbor. Well, who's your neighbor? Your neighbor is anybody you come in contact with. It's the one in front of you. That is your neighbor. It, it could be a situation. I was in a situation where um, it, year, 20, 40 years ago, 35 years ago, there was a situation I had with an individual, and it wasn't good. I've since, of course, forgiven. But I had to come face-to-face with that person this Saturday. And um, you know what? You talk about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My natural man didn't want to be nice and friendly and hi, how you doing and all that. But God, and I love it when you say, but God. In this case, yeah. You know, but God strengthened me and gave me the ability to do exactly what I was supposed to do, what he would want me to do. Praise the Lord. And you know what? It, it, it didn't take any effort because he was driving the, the bus, you know? Mm-hmm. He yeah. was in control. It wasn't me in control. He was in control. And so many people say, well, I could never forgive that person. Well, this would have been one person I couldn't have forgiven. But guess what? Because of Lord strengthening me in this area, I have been able to forgive him. And now that I've seen him after 35 years, I realize, yeah, I truly have forgiven him to be able to do what I did on Saturday. But it was God doing the work. I just stepped aside and said, Lord, this has to be you. And it can happen for you, too. If you if you have odd against someone out there, it's not worth carrying it around. You know, Rich, uh, the reason why you could do that, the reason why I can do that normally uh, in those situations is because when you draw close to God in meditation, you really start to know his nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really start getting the revelation of his great love and his forgiveness for you. Yes. And when you, again, we're talking about experience here. We're not talking about something we read in a book. I mean, I, you know, I've read those scriptures about forgive your neighbor and so on and so forth. And frankly, most of the time, they didn't mean anything to me. I mean, I was trying through my own flesh, but I couldn't do it, okay? But when I started meditating and drawing near to God um, and started becoming one with him, uh, and I started to really see that, that God is a loving and forgiving God, um, I thought to myself, how in the world can I hold anything against anybody yeah. when it's plain to me that Father has totally forgiven me? And, it, you know, it's one thing to read those scriptures and you have that knowledge in your head, but it's another thing to get quiet, meditate on the Lord, and and by experience, you feel his love and his presence in your heart. And that's Deep what down changes. in your innermost being. Yeah, and that's what changes your life into his life. Um, so that's really the, the, the big main reason behind this meditation. And, you know, uh, what I like about our little show here, our little radio thing, is most of the stuff that we're talking about are things that Rich and I have personally experienced. Yes. We're not just giving you the letter of the word, okay? 
we're talking to you about the Christ, the living word, how he's dealt with us and what we know about him personally in our own experiences. So that's what I love about it. Uh, anybody can come and preach, okay? Yeah, we can, we can preach all kinds of sermons, and, and we did in the church over the years. Uh, but now we're bringing experience to you, and uh, that's the kind of preacher I like to listen to, one that talks about his own personal experience with the yeah. Lord. Well, Jim, I love this, uh, this poem. on It's 59 on your, in your book. It mm-hmm. says, Sometimes it seems so difficult to understand the vastness of the Father's plan. But if you will, get quiet and still. He will take you up on Mount Zion's hill. Whew. A place where only few have been. A place you only find within. This just summarizes everything that we've been saying today. For you see it truly is the Father's will to have you walk in peace and still. For only then can the world see the manifestation of the Father in you. Be still and know that I am God. Beautiful. I mean, this this is it. I mean, this is it. Get quiet and still. He takes you up to Mount Zion's Hill. I mean... uh, you some may think this is crazy, but I'm telling you, when you continue practicing His presence, uh, He will take you places. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm just telling you, He will take you mm-hmm. places. You will experience things that you've never experienced in your life. That's the real fun part of meditation: is when you and Lord take each other's hand and He shows you stuff you've never ever seen before. I mean, there's there's a time I meditated on uh, Psalms 23, you know, and we all know Psalms 23 where he actually made me lie down in green pastures and by the still waters. And he and I were just sitting there. I, I mean, it's really, I'd look at Psalms 23 as the garden mm-hmm. where, you know, we were just sitting there and I was asking him questions and... He didn't answer all of them. And there's times you'll ask him questions. You won't get the answer right then and there. But you may get it driving down the road a week from then or a month from then or whatever. But it's available to everyone. It's nothing special to a select few. It's whosoever will. And if you will this, that you're going to practice the presence of the Lord and experience his presence through practicing meditation, I'm telling you, it, it, it is just fun. That's all I can say. It's fun. Yeah, it's called going into heavenly places. This is what you're talking about there, Rich. Yeah. Uh, pra- praise God. Uh, time for a poem? <laughs> What's that? Time for a poem. Oh, dear Lord, I pray this day to keep my mind while in the way. For as I look to you above, you fill my mind with grace and love. But when I set my sights below, my mind does tell me things of woe. And since I know the kingdom is ahead, I'll purpose in my heart to reckon my mind dead, my carnal mind. And I'll press forward, and I'll never look behind, and I'll trust that you're renewing every part of my mind. 
And that's what meditation will do for you. It will renew your very mind. You will start taking on the mind of Christ. Yeah, and, and that's what that's what the Bible says, that you already have the mind of Christ. Well, for many, many years, I would read that scripture, and it was up in my head. But finally, there was a day and a revelation where I realized that the mind isn't necessarily your brain. It's deep, deep inside of you. Mm, subconscious, really. Yeah, yeah. it's subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the mind of Christ. Well, mm-hmm. the mind of Christ is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, there's this, at times, wrestling back and forth of your mind versus his mind and whatever. But the whole key is for them to merge together to be one mind, yeah. and that's his mind. Well, that's what Jesus prayed with the disciples. Uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's right. And the earth that he was talking about was really the people. Uh, he wanted heaven to the come to the people. The earth inside of you. Yes, that's right. And he wanted to replace that earthy nature with a heavenly nature. Uh, there's a poem the Lord gave me, and it says, uh, Heaven is a place beyond your time and space. Yes. It can only be seen through your persistence and my divine grace. And this can only happen as you meditate on my face. So keep asking, and you will receive. Keep seeking and you will find, because the entrance into heaven will only come through your renewed mind. So keep on persistently knocking, and in knocking you will find all the treasures of heaven as you partake of the wisdom and the knowledge of my mind. Beautiful. Um, If you're still listening, (laughs) then you must really be a seeker of the Lord. And you know what he says? Seek and ye shall find. That's right. And trust me, that scripture does not come back void. No, amen. If you continue seeking him, you will find him. If you keep asking, he's going to answer. If you keep knocking, he's going to continue to open that door. One of the things I do, Jim, and again, some people might find this odd, but th- this is this is how I get into some of my meditation, and that is, um, there's a door. I, you know, I, I, I visualize this door in my innermost being, and it's the, the around the sides of it is a bright light, and it's Jesus. And when I open that door, it's Him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes. Uh, he'll come in t- with me where I'm at, or he'll take my hand and take me to where he wants to go. It, it, it's happened both ways, but but I, I I don't meditate unless I'm focused on him. I really don't, because why did the Lord give his only begotten son? So that we have something to identify with, because God's just so big yeah. and so mighty and so whatever— how can we even come close to identifying with that much power and glory and authority? Jesus, that's how. And that's that's the main reason I believe that Father came to earth. Yeah. And well, he, he said, Jesus told the disciples, when you see me, you've seen the Father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't we want to focus on Jesus? Mm-hmm. Because when we're focusing, when I open that door and Jesus is standing there, that's the Father. Mm-hmm. Because Amen. 
It's Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yeah. It's it's a triune God that is one God. How how that works, I've got my own opinions. Everybody else has an opinion on that. But the bottom line is there's one God. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Jesus, he said, you're looking at the Father. Yeah, he said, uh, and these three are one. I remember one time when I was praising the Lord um, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He says, you know, you, you get uh, you get a real good bargain out of, out of praising Jesus or the Holy Spirit of the Father because he says every one praise that you offer to any of the three, it all goes to all of us. <laughs> so like you don't have to say, Father, I praise you to, to make sure that the Father knows you're praising him because he says when you praise my son or when you're thankful for the Holy Spirit, you're thankful for me and you're praising me. Yeah, I've so. had people say, well, you know, what if I leave out the Holy Spirit? Right. Well, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> no. If if you say praise Jesus, no. you are including the Father and the Holy Spirit because they are one. Amen. One Spirit. Even the Spirit that's inside of you is God's Spirit. Right. There's only one Spirit. Right. He was just generous enough to let you have a portion of it. Mm-hmm. You know, of Amen. him and his spirit. And that's that's really cool. I, I like that. Jim, I'm going to read another one of your poems, sure. if you're okay with yeah. that. I love this because I had a dream one time, Jim, of a river. And um, I was on the shoreline walking down the, the banks of this river, and there were all these people in, in – um, death clothing in Mm. other words they were wrapped in in, like a mummy yeah Yeah. and all i heard was the lord say throw them in the river praise god and uh so you know when i saw this poem i thought oh man that that answers you know because you you get these dreams and you don't sometimes get immediate Mm -hmm. no right interpretation of these dreams and um but, you know, through, this has been a few years back, and since then, it's just, you know, I looked at it as, um, hey, the river of abundance is the title of this poem. We, I was throwing them in the river of abundance. Yeah, amen. <laughs> they, were, they were kind of dead to the Spirit of God or whatever, and, and I was throwing them into the river. It Fine. says, go with the river or the Spirit, the river meaning Spirit. Go with the river, flow in the river, for the river knows from where it flows. Amen, brother. The river knows just where to go, where to lead and guide you. For if you flow with the river within, you will have my strength. Just what we've been saying. Yeah. My power and my might. And it will keep you from the power of the night which is confusion, darkness, fear. And as you flow, as you agree and abide with the river within, it will keep you safe from the deceitfulness of sin, a sinful appetite. And there are no valleys too low that the river can't lift you and continue to flow. There are no mountains that are too high that the river can't lift you as high as the sky. So keep your focus on the river within. That's Christ in you. Then there will be an abundant entrance into his kingdom therein. Yeah. 
Praise God. It's interesting because <laughs> I had another dream about a river that just Praise this poem God. just reminded me. Yeah. It said, go, th- this was the title of Jim's poem here was The River of Abundance. And the first line, of course, was go with the river, flow in the river. Mm-hmm. So here I am again on the banks of a river, and I saw this building, like right across the river, I saw this building, and I thought that's where I'm supposed to go. Well, guess what? I went into the river to go to this destination, and the the flow of the river was so strong, it it swept me down the river. Hmm. Yeah. And then when I and then all of a sudden at one point the river slowed down. I got off and there was the Lord. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes we think we're supposed to be somewhere, and in His love and mercy and grace, He'll sweep us up and take us to where He mm-hmm. wants us to be. Amen. And just, so that that's just like that, Jonah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that poem really spoke to me. Yeah, well, we're about running out. So uh, if you have, you can wind it down. If you have another poem or a thought or whatever, the rest of it's on you. Yeah, I think uh, the main reason the Lord said that He wanted this show is because He wants His people to be joyful. Yes. Uh, joyful and full of joy. And uh, He gave me a poem. And the title of this poem is Get Hitched to Joy. And it says this, Hitch yourself to Christ within, and you will find joy without an end. Joy is something that we all seek, but earthly joy can only give you a peak. So if you seek joy without an end, there's only one place that you will find it, my friend. For joy is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and this friend is not fickle to forsake you for another, because joy is simply the fruit of God's love, and it can only be obtained through God's mercy from above. So look within, and you will surely find this joy that you seek and peace of mind. For God's love is not something that's fleeting or unsure, because it comes from his nature that is loving and pure. So keep your focus hitched on Christ in you, and you will surely find that God's love is truly true. Amen and amen. Well, we love you all out there, and we just uh, ask you to hang in there with us. Keep listening, um, and we'll do our best to share only what the Father has shared with us. Amen. Amen. So God bless you, and um, we'll see you next time.